Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. I just want to know, do you know a podcast named The Podcast Is Mine? Oh yeah, I know that podcast. I just want to let you know that it's mine. No, no, it's mine. Hello and welcome to The Podcast Is Mine. I'm Sunny Grawl. And I'm Bushan Kumar. Hey Bushan, how are you today? I'm good, Sunny. How are you? Yeah, good. What have you been up to this week? Uh, so this week I have mostly been watching a show on Netflix called Masaba Masaba. Oh wow! So Indian Netflix is doing very well at the moment. Like okay. they are creating like ne- the Netflix originals that are coming out are actually really. I know I don't know why we sound so surprised. <laughs> I am shocked because I get no recommendations of anything Bollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up trying to convert you to Bollywood. Honestly, like the number. Remember when we first met, and I'd always be like, um, "Oh yeah," and like you know, uh, Amir Khan was so good in this, or like you know, and you'd be like, "Is he a cricketer?" Oh my god. Who is, isn't he? Podcast, Zone One Hose, see what I've got to deal with, honestly. The boy knows nothing about his culture, it's terrible. Oh terrible, I tell you. I love the food. <laughs> do you make curry at home, do you? <laughs> I've got that deep fat fried. Do not make a cut of that and start making some of suspicious. Oh my god, so like I, you know, I was saying, uh, Sonny's an excellent host. Um, we're recording you. currently in his apartment. And I was like, oh, yeah, where are the samosas? And then he actually got out a deep fat fry. And I was like, what? I was like, triggered. Know. I was ready to get my donuts out and start plunging them into that deep fat fry. And I was like, donuts? I want samosas. I want pakoras. I was like, where's your chutney? Like, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it. so anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, <laughs> I digress. Um, yeah, Indian Netflix is doing really well. The content okay. they're producing is really kind of progressive and it really it reflects... It feels like it reflects a bit more accurately kind of the India that um, I kind of know and identify with, mm. as opposed to like kind of Bollywood, which is like Hollywood in the sense that, you know, it mm. only shows like the top, a very kind of like top tier level kind mm. of, thing. it's very glossy, it's very Definitely. superficial, but, yeah. and, and that's not to say all Bollywood film is, I mean, it's a, it's a nuanced, con- everything's a nuanced conversation. Oh, <laughs> but, that's um, all I've seen of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> But uh, Masaba Masaba, so it's a mother and daughter duo. Mm. Uh, in real life, the mother's a national award-winning actress. She's absolutely fabulous. Her name's Nina Gupta. Okay. And her daughter is called Masaba Gupta, and she's a fashion designer. Oh, wow. And uh, she is the daughter. So, um, you know, if anyone likes cricket who's listening, and welcome all three of you. <laughs> That's definitely not our fan circle. <laughs> exactly. Not really our fan base, but we welcome everybody hey, here. You we need all you. Here. Exactly. And, you know, I love cricket sweaters and stuff. Like, you oh, my know, God, they look amazing. Autumn, they're so but hot. they're not really that fit, are they, cricketers? Their bodies aren't really well... that Anyway, um, so her dad is a cricketer. Um, anyway, and so it, it's kind of based on fiction and reality. Mm. And it's the mother-daughter and it's set in uh, Mumbai. And it's just okay. such a great drama. It's really like it's half hour, six half hours flew by. It's very contemporary. Oh, wow. It's doesn't, it, it felt like I was watching like, um, I don't know, like um, Sex and City or um, there's a new show mm. on Sky Atlantic called I Hate Susie with Billy Piper. Oh my gosh, you're still knocking around. Yeah. <laughs> Diary of a Call Girl. Yes, Secret yeah. Diary of a Call Girl. Yeah, yeah she was yeah. good in that. And like, this is more autobiographical. I Hate Susie is more yeah. autobiographical. Mm. And kind of, you know, um, Masaba Masaba feels like a kind of almost companion. I mean, it's, it's a lot lighter. Yeah. I Hate Susie seems to be a bit more of a, a darker kind of, okay. a deeper dive. But um, it's very, very good. And I've been enjoying that. And like, it's just um, amazing. Like, Nina Gupta, like, she's an actress I've grown up watching. Mm. And just, it's just great to see, like, 
actresses like her getting their due. It's That's like really nice. Yeah, that sounds really positive, especially because we need more representation. This is something that obviously our friends that work in that industry have always come and still do struggle with. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, it's great. To, and especially coming from Indian Netflix mm. as well. Like, you know, oh, so it, it is produced by the Netflix team in India. Yes. It's being launched globally so that yeah. people like, can watch it here. Precisely. And so mm-hmm. it's the kind of content that you are like, you know, can proudly go in any territory. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. that's the kind of like best of Indian drama. That's the kind, of, you know, because Indian drama kind of gets like a really bad rap and rightly so, because some of it is absolutely God awful. It's like, like those facial expressions that just get zoomed in <sighs> on at 10 from 10 different angles. And I'm like, is this for real? It's that... like, she's just found out that her food is late or something. Yeah. It's like, I have absolutely <laughs> no idea what's going on. I know, on. God forbid she found out her period. Is I like, know. Like, <laughs> oh my God, you can't mention the word period on Indian drama. Like, and they're so regressive. Like, you'll be like... um They'll talk about stupid things like, oh, you know, um, the, uh, it's a new, br- it's always like a new bride and like, you know, and uh. the problem she's having with her mother-in-law and like she didn't bring enough dowry. And then it's like, you know, no, instead of having a nuanced conversation about dowry and how it's wrong and like, you know, let's not talk, you know, kind of uh, ask for dowry. It'd be like, oh, well, she didn't bring that. And then that's like a 10 episode arc. And you're oh, like, my goodness. and then the worst, and the worst thing with, um, you know, sorry, I'm on a full rant here. Do but, it. <laughs> but like, you know, it. watching the star plus HD, like, you know, I don't watch most of them. But their HD is still pixelated. <laughs> I can't deal with these channels. Why are they so blurry? I feel like I'm back in 1995. Oh, I said, oh. this is giving me pre-Sky Digital vibes. <laughs> I can't Roughing it. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh God! Like, and um, the they have seem to have no kind of compliance or something. So the adverts are like every five minutes. So oh. you get these ten reaction shots, cuts to an advert. It recaps what just happened. You go to another advert, and these adverts are like, I'm, I kid you not. So like, you know, the actual content of the show, we've started Sky Plusing it now. Yeah. So you can so fast, you can forward, forward, yeah. <laughs> fast forward. If they ever stop you fast forwarding adverts, that's, that's it. Sky's gone. That's the only out. thing Sky is good for. Honestly. <laughs> Or pausing the TV live, if you know what I mean. We, we, and if you're listening to our OnlyFans <laughs> after <laughs> hours. <laughs> you can see a full Zoom in session. Exactly. We will tell you how to get the best Zoom. <laughs> but anyway, that's, so that's what I've been doing. So what have you been up to this So week? what have I been... So I've been returning to the office a little bit more regularly. Ooh. Which is, yeah, very... It's kind of nice because it's changed my routine a little bit. And I've actually really enjoyed working from home. It's been quite nice to have my own space and like I mean I don't commute I walk in anyway so it's um I've, I've missed out on that that kind of mobility in the morning mm. and I, I remember the I think the first few days when I'd started coming back I my, I was exhausted and I said why am I out of breath just walking five minutes down the road because I'm just not used to doing it oh. like literally for probably 10 years I've been walking to work and it's been half an hour each side of the day and mm-hmm. I've not done that for six months and I thought just that little bit has definitely made a difference. Um, so that was nice. And then in the evening, I got to have some friends over for dinner, Aww. which was really good. Mm. And uh, so we were talking about, so bless them, they were like, oh, we want to kind of change things up in our flat, and but we need to make space. And then um, Marie, Marie Kondo came up, and I was like, you know what? I mean, we're definitely going to do that with your sex toys. <laughs> How much time have you got? Honestly, you got all of them spark toys. <laughs> None of them at the moment. All the batteries are gone. Dead. <laughs> we need to buy you a recharger. 
But then we were like, let's go into my closet. And we went through, you would have loved this. We got my t-shirts and we went through them. And some of them were so old. They had the old Topman logo. Oh my God. I had to hug them and say goodbye to a lot oh of them. Oh God, you should put them on Depop. You would have got like, you know, I've been putting oh. all my old stuff on Depop. And oh my God, the kids go crazy for the old stuff. I, I they're not I, even old yet. The pile is over there. I will go through it with you. I'm gonna, we will go through it and I will show you how to put it on Depop and make some cash out of that. So then is that not, because what I was thinking is, because actually they're in really good shape. Of course they're in good thought, shape. But then I thought, is it like to give to charity? That's what I would, the intention was. But some of these pieces, I don't think any charity are going to want. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's going to be a different matter. But I'm sure, like, I know your style. Like, you know. No, like, but yeah. I feel like I need to go over there and bring some of them over. <laughs> Do you want to go and get me okay, one? Let me go my one. live reaction. This is like, this, this is what happens in your live podcasting. Like, you know, you'd never expect to really, uh, you, don't, you don't know what's going to happen. This is pretty much what all our conversations are like, where we will start somewhere. Can and we'll we end up, up, oh my God, look at this part. That, that, this? That, that's some good stuff. No, there. But oh I'm going to show you some of the people. So we went through the and dark I'll, collection. Can you audio describe them as well? Okay, so, so anybody... we have, let me get to some of the, so there's some basic stuff, which yeah. is just like a nice little polo. There's a bit of a like a tiny stain there. Stain. I can't get rid of. So it's like now nah, it's out of it. Okay. This <laughs> is like oh my god! It leaves nothing to the imagination. It's so tiny. That I is... think I might keep this. Actually, I think mean, you should keep that. That's really cute. So that's for for, for, for our listeners. Green. It's a lime green knitted polo. polo tee, which is very in at the moment. I must it say. Is. I think my friends are going to be very frustrated when they hear this because they're going to be like, "We spent over an hour deciding <laughs> you, what to get you rid of." Went through your wardrobe with the wrong friends. Let me tell oh, you. No. Like, you know, you've got like Anna Winter sitting here, and like you. <laughs> You're going to, yeah. Uh, oh my god, that so needs to go. That needs to go. So it's a t shirt that says serial killer and it's got like a shreddy with an axe in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that goes to the so teachers. But that you can sell on Depop. So, yeah, because to contextualize it, mm. a lot of these t-shirts are from my twen- my 20s which were only a few weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah Obviously. just the other day wasn't it yeah <laughs> but clearly I just haven't let go of them but I realised and one thing that they were really good at helping me realise is mm. they were like what I what I kind of realised is I'm not going to want to wear this in public because it's just yeah that's not your t-shirt it's not, not my brand and I thought if someone doesn't know me mm. and they first see me wearing something like that I'm sorry, I'm going to get ejected straight from the building. Oh, this is just goodness. too basic, I can't even go there. But I need to get to some of the particularly bad ones. Okay, we're going to do one more, bit of one more, and then we're going to go one to today. More, oh, oh my God, I, hang on a minute, I helped you choose that one. I know! <laughs> <laughs> I chose that one with you, you and you're shopping. I can't believe that is scandalous. Oh my God! I chose that one, because I said, that suits you, you're the one who can pull it off. Well, I think that's the end of the that podcast. Is mine. <laughs> but I no, cannot believe this, that. This that is pretty bad. But oh this God. is what I want you to see. What I was rocking out at some point in time. And this is a bright, hot pink T-shirt with two donuts, donuts one bitten donut. into. Actually, that's really nice. Do you think? I like that. Do you know what? I could see that with like a kind of. So yeah, it's bright pink and it's got two big like donuts. Hot, 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 pink. hot pink. But it, it looks good. Like I wish I could pull that off. Honestly, seriously, it's. Do, do I? Do, is this age appropriate? 
Yeah, I think if you like, you know, if you put a granddad card over it. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, we are not going into that conversation. Absolutely not. But anyway, that is a little insight. And I cannot believe you just caught me with shade. Oh my God. I completely God. forgot you had me by that. See, you do what you try and help people out. You try and teach them style. And this is the really, oh my God. Well, anyway, let's, let's talk about the podcast. What are we talking about today? We are talking about... London! Yay. Yeah, no, so I think we're going to talk about it from different perspectives as a native Londo- Londoner, which is you, Bushin, mm-hmm. and someone who's chosen to make London their home. So we'll be back right after this. And welcome back. So it's a truth universally acknowledged that London is one of the best cities in the world, if not the best. As much as there is to moan about, there's a lot to love too. And Bushan as a native Londoner and me as an honorary Londoner, we wanted to explore what it's like um, to live in London and what it means to us. Hashtag Sonwan Ho. All the way. (laughs) So what I wanted to start with, Bushan, Hmm. is I think let's just keep it really factual at the beginning. How long have you lived in London? And I I think it's kind of you might need to recount the story about where you were born. Exactly. Well, TPIM fans will remember that I was born in the same hospital as Prince William. (laughs) Prince Andrew. Prince (laughs) Andrew. Hashtag cancelled. He always was cancelled. Yeah, I was born and bred in London. Um, Yeah, so uh, I've been 22 years. 22 years. How dare you? I'm 19. You're still a twink. I'm 19 squared. (laughs) Plus one. For you mathletes out there. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, born and bred in London. I, I've lived in London all my life. Um, I did consider going university, um, I was going to say abroad, it was Sussex. Sussex so too. <laughs> <laughs> Sussex, you know, like, you know, the country of Sussex. Um, but that didn't really work out for me because, um, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. And like, you know, I ended up going to university. You didn't have an oxygen mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, they don't have a Zara here. What am I going to do? Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I've lived in London all my life and I've just, uh, you know, I found work here as well. And like my family, my friends, everything that I know is here really. Mm. So um, I've always lived in London. How mm. about you? I have lived in London since university. Gosh, that was seven. 1864. <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> I'm still mad about the t-shirt. I, I ain't going to I'm carrying that. I did not even think about the t-shirt. I love that. Bet you wish you never told me that now. (laughs) I think I've had that t-shirt for about 10 years. (laughs) 10 years? Where, where were we? Did we go to? It was a bank holiday. Or the BFI thing. No, no, no. Do you know what it was? I remember because, like, do you know my Instagram story was so on. My Instagram stories are amazing. Oh, they're right? so good. But this Instagram story in particular. So um, I remember the clocks had gone forward, and like, so I put as my subtitle. Um, as the clocks went forward, I fast forwarded to Soho for brunch. So we went for brunch, oh, and then afterwards we were like, should we go shopping? And then we went to Top Man, and we had a yeah. look, and like, and then I remember you were like, and I picked some pieces out. So, and, <laughs> and that was one of them. <laughs> no, we did. I wore it out to a BFI thing. We went to a party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, of course. And you got loads of compliments for it. Yeah. I, you know, we will definitely... <laughs> I'm going to put it on Depop. We'll get yeah. charities. <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, yeah, sorry, we digress. That's so, you were at university, 1864. Since... <laughs> <laughs> so, since... Yes, that was 17 years ago oh my now. God, I can't, can't believe it has been that long. Mm. And... 
Yeah, and I, I'm trying to think in terms of what attracted me here. I, I remember when I was applying, I applied to universities across the country, mm-hmm. and I even considered places like York oh. and I know Manchester, which is a close second, um, Bristol, mm-hmm. and then I think Warwick and places like that. So I thought, look, I've got a really good spread. But then when I came down for my interview, I just thought, I've always kind of loved visiting. There's like yeah. you know school trips and stuff mm-hmm. with family, and I thought. It just feels quite exciting to be here, and it was it had such, the uni had such a good reputation. The rival to your university, I were mean, well, right, you right? You went didn't you? UCL. Oh, UCL, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. yeah. And um, yes, yeah, so I've been here since, and I can't believe it's been so long, but it feels totally like home to me. I mean, it's nearly. I think I yeah, it's one year away from me being here longer than I grew up in Wolverhampton. So you know, that means you're going to be an actual Londoner. Is that the official... Is, how, how do you dis- determine if someone is officially... Like, is it 10 years? Is, is it spent spending more time here? Is it... Well, that's Londoners are a fickle bunch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I think it's 10 years is like an honorary Londoner. Okay. And then I think like... like official. The, official, yeah. So one um, more year. One right? more year and then you're there. But no, five, sorry, isn't it? five years for honorary. Because, okay. like, you can come from anywhere in the world and, like, if you've been here for five years, Fine. you're honorary Londoner. And okay. I think ten years isn't going to make you... You're a proper Londoner. Oh, my gosh. It's Get like you. the gold star gay. I'm yeah. going to be official <laughs> Londoner as well. I know. You'll never be platinum. Though, I like can't me, be. Like, Would you see <laughs> section? No, that's... No. Um, <laughs> that's when you... Test no. you, baby. Oh, test you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, maybe I'm going to go gold star. Basically, never touch the vagina. I'm like, what? <laughs> um... Yeah, oh wow, okay. And can I also say how smart you are as well? Because, like, all those universities, all those Russell League universities, oh I'm God. like, you know, you went messy, like Harvard, Brown, you Princeton. Okay? I know, I know. I know, Humpwell, of course, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but I, but. I, I think I was quite keen to go somewhere that was quite cosmopolitan as well, because mm-hmm. a lot of those, I mean, Manchester's really fine. I did, I wanted to be in a place that had a lot of buzz, and yes. being like a. You know, someone that hadn't come out of the closet. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely want to cut. I thought it would be an easier place to be myself. Yeah. yeah. And it was just that excitement of, you know, being in the big city. And mm. it, it just felt really fresh. And that, that was the, the kind of the reason that motivated me. And I, I am really, really excited. I, I was really excited about living in and making it a home. And I, I still see it as the long term place. It's more a case of wanting to maybe experience other things. To yes, see, of course. Because I think after a, a certain point, and we can go on to that, is there are things about London that we don't really love, and mm. we can go go through some of those. And I think I probably need a bit of time away at some point to think about what I appreciate. Yes. It's just a little bit difficult to do that in a pandemic, <laughs> because I don't think we're going to see much of any city at the moment. No. Uh, but yeah, so what are some of the worst things about London for you? I'd say for me, sometimes, like, you know, it is very overcrowded. Like, um, it, what's funny when you mention the mm-hmm. pandemic is how quiet and empty it felt. Because, obviously, mm-hmm. as a Zone 1 hose, we're not used to that. We've always oh. got something going... We've always got something we've going on, like, you know... Crowd <laughs> and, like, the only day, really, where... Um, so, just to give you an example, like, um, normally on Christmas Day, I normally go for a long walk, um, you know, being a Zone 1 hose, because it's the only day that was really quiet... Yeah. Um, like I'd go to, I'd walk to Hyde Park, go for a, a you know round round Hyde Park, and it used to be really quiet and empty, and just the felt like the areas. <laughs> no, they were surprisingly quiet. <laughs> would you believe? I know. That's what I mean. It was just like quiet. You could go anywhere you wanted, and like you know, <laughs> there's none of that going on. But in recent years, it's gotten busier and busier. And first, mm. it was like I thought, well, it's Hyde Park. There's lots of tourists, and like you know, on Christmas. Mm. Like I, when I spent in 2019, I spent Christmas Day in Australia. 
And, um, you know, I expected, like, I, as a tourist, like, there was nothing really for me to, I, I went to the beach, which was amazing. Like, oh, my gosh, summer, Christmas and summer. It's so amazing. So concept. amazing. Like, yeah. I got sunburn under my boob, but that's another oh story. Oh, my God. Uh, that's for the only, only fans after <laughs> one <laughs> yeah, after hours podcast which we are plugging like anything that's our premium content um yeah but each year you've seen on christmas day more and more people uh out in the you know yeah. outside and like you know it would be that i could walk out go for a walk on christmas day and not see anyone i know wow. which is like a huge feat for both of us because we're so popular absolutely um but nowadays like i remember going when i went yeah last year um it was a uh, so, so sorry. I was in Australia 2018, so last year 2019, going out for a walk, and I just saw loads of people I knew in the park, and I was just like, "You should all be at home celebrating Christmas." So I can my walk, my place. Yeah. So sometimes the overcrowding really does kind of you know. There's times when you just want it to be a bit more quieter and stuff, and you can sometimes have the city mm-hmm. to yourself if you wake up really early and like you yeah. know you get your very or if you're out really late. if you're out really late exactly <laughs> just don't go to sleep, <laughs> stay up all night, um, do the walk of shame. Well, I didn't want to say, it, but you know, uh, yeah. So the overcrowding, sometimes the pollution as well, and again, the mm. pandemic was like, you know, it was so weird. Like, um, I always shut my window for when I go to sleep, and like yeah. during the pandemic, I was able to keep my window open because it was quiet outside, and yeah. you know, you would hear like. Um, you know, I again humble brag alert. I live near Paddington Station, <laughs> and little, Venice. <laughs> little Venice, woo! Um, and I remember like you can hear the trains, like you know the sound of the, tra- the wind would actually carry the sound of the trains, and it's like, oh, wow. and it's not it's not something that you would expect in a built up city to be able mm. to hear something that's not immediately close to you. Yeah. So yeah, I mean like you know sometimes the overcrowding sometimes gets me the pollution. Um, and then sometimes it, 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 the cost of living here. I mean, it is. It did. It was reasonable at one stage, but now it has got ridiculous. Where, mm. like, you know, if you are sometimes caught out in central London or something, mm. like you know, where you just want to pop to the newsagent and get like a something. And it's like I remember once we had to get milk for the office or something, and I had to go to the local newsagent. It was like two pounds for a pint. Oh and I was like, two pounds for a pint of milk? Are you, I was like, are you mad? Like, you know, we get six pint for pound thirty-five in the supermarket. Such a waste. Yeah, but the guy basically had the monopoly because he was the only newsagent there. And sometimes, like, when that happens, it's kind of like, oh, my God, this is absolute madness. Like, you know, but how, how about you? I completely, yeah, all those things, I just completely echo them. And I do remember feeling like when I, because I... I came to London as a student so it was just like you don't have a huge budget really Mm. and feeling like oh wow everything is out to reach almost so because I've been here now for so long and in so many different phases in terms of what you know what I can access it's actually kind of nice because there are things that were out of reach Mm. but it didn't matter because there were things you could do for free you could easily go places and just get a vibe from Mm -hmm. stuff like certain areas in town you know, Soho and like South Bank, there's things that you can do that don't actually cost you anything. You can hang out and just kind of catch a little bit of the spirit, which is what I love and the diversity. But I think being in a city where you're quite young and overwhelmed by all of that, that was something that was I found a little bit difficult, almost yeah. feeling like, because you're so young and naive at that age. Well, I was anyway, just going around a little bit with like not really maybe being as paranoid as I should have been. So pickpockets were a big issue when I first moved here, not mm-hmm. really appreciating how easy it is for people. So I remember sat in a coffee shop with a friend who was visiting from Bristol. Mm. And I think she was obviously really jealous that she wasn't living in London. <laughs> and she was just being so down on it the whole time. And 
it made it worse that we had sat there and my phone was on the table mm. and this girl came over begging with back in the day it was with a an oyster card registration form oh, yeah, on yeah. her house. Mm. And then she put the form down on the table, like with her hands out as if to say, give us money. And I thought that's such a weird way to beg by putting, asking money to be put on a, a form. Mm-hmm. And then she just obviously watched it. But what she was doing <gasps> is using that to conceal that underneath she was taking my phone. Oh. She took my phone. And then my friend, thank goodness, had a wits about her. She realized, she said, wait a minute, your phone's gone. Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness. We chased her after her. Mm. This girl was like, I don't know, obviously passed it on to someone else. Yeah. But then I remember this friend saying, oh my God, London is so awful. Like you get pickpocketed or, you know, things stolen from mm. you. And and then I started to realize, yes, it, it kind of toughens you up a little bit in the beginning. You need yeah. to have your wits about you. Mm-hmm. But it's good training because it means that when you travel, you've are ready to go like you're triggered (laughs) (laughs) when i I was in italy in naples i was like i have lived in london for a long time trust me you ain't gonna get anything by me i was ready to go and yeah so that those things are hard and i think it's because it's such a doggy dog city yes that you do feel like you're constantly always like on a treadmill and yeah. it's, you, it's it's exhausting so it was in the beginning I used to go home a lot to my parents to kind of escape that kind of like um, intensity mm-hmm. and now I've realised that I have to do things to slow down or kind of remove myself from being on that kind of that conveyor belt mm-hmm. so I think those are the things that are really hard but um, you, you kind of become accustomed to it and, yeah and so, so we can talk about something a bit more positive. So obviously these are the challenges. What kind of made you, or what have you loved about London since you've been here? Well, yeah, so I think just being, there's just nowhere else like it. I mean, yeah. what was really uh, incredible about growing up in London is whenever I used to like, visit anywhere else, uh, it would be like, oh, th- that's your public transport system? Yeah. Or like, you know, that's yeah. how you do this? Or like, you know, just getting around everywhere. You have to go by car or you had to... And I was like, you know, I could have walked by now. I could have tubed it. I could have busted. I could have done all these things. And like, it just, it just really surprised me. Like when I went to LA for the first time, and everyone was like, "Oh, you need a car and stuff." And I was yes. like, "Oh yeah, they've got public transport system." I mean, the public, tra- you know, like I've said this before, and like, you know, no shade, America, but your public transport system is third world. Re- oh, you know, it's just so dreadful. Like, you know, I mean, the only the exceptions that I, I've had were on the East Coast. Yeah. New York was one of them. Uh, Boston was quite but good. But their tube is, their subway is pretty grotty. Yeah, and it's really inaccessible as well. And I mean, so, something that I really appreciate about our uh, London Underground here yeah. is that there are points, I mean, it's not entirely accessible, yeah. but there it is accessible. accessible yeah. I mean, like, I remember back in the day, um, taking, like, with my mum once we were going to Kensington High Street, and my mum was, was a childminder. And so we had to carry a baby in a pushchair. And I didn't realise how how many, how many stairs there were and how, you know, inaccessible it was. And that was back then. And I mean, even now, there are some stations where you think to yourself, right, well, I can't get a pushchair up and down there. Can you imagine being in a wheelchair or something? And like, how would you, you know, it must be so difficult to kind of navigate day to just your day to day. Like, you know, you just want to go from here to there mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, yeah, I love like our public transport system. I love the vibe. Sometimes, and also a good day in London is like worth ten days anywhere else. Like that day when you like you know you meet with someone in the morning, you go shopping, and you know you can do like you can have a full day here and not run out of things to do. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think we are, we have so many different vibes in different neighbourhoods, and lockdown has. I think we talked about this on our lockdown episode. Is 
getting to explore these little areas that you probably wouldn't typically see because I think in the beginning it was I used to get excited by all the buzz and mm. all like the his, you know the, the craziness in like all the hot spots in West End. Mm. But then over time you realize that neighborhoods can be really fun too and different vibes. So I, I live near Barbican, so mm. there's like such a nice kind of like uh, artsy kind of trendy vibe mm-hmm. around here. And that's, uh, Islington has, has the highest population of gay people as well. <laughs> 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 Which didn't affect your decision to move here at all. <laughs> but in, ter- yeah, in terms of decisions where to live as well, I remember mm. when I was at university because UCL is so central and mm. it's always in the middle. And then there was one year I think I moved to... Canary Wharf, which oh. was, I, I don't, I, the Isle of Dogs, that's right. <laughs> well, there you Damn go. Right. That's all Clues in the say. title, yeah. Damn right, dogs. <laughs> it was so difficult to get anywhere. Yeah. I know this is something that all my friends get really frustrated with me about, oh, you don't leave for someone. I was like, I do. I'm happy to leave places. But what's important to me is I want to be able to spend as little time as possible commuting or traveling or spending time on, a, 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 you know, a I don't care to sit and listen to a podcast or read on a train. It's mm-hmm. not something I want. I'd rather just be in the moment where I am. Yeah. And that was the thing that I found frustrating. That I'd stand, I'd be standing at the bloody DLR, which is like a crappy ride from Drayton Manor Park. It's like a really <laughs> crappy theme park ride. And you're just like moving all over the place, trying to stay. This, the, they were re- renovating the DLR when I was there, mm. and they were moving it from two carriages to three. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I was like, oh, amazing. <laughs> it was always closed on the weekend, so I couldn't get out. And then the Jubilee line was going through some kind of, I don't know, 60-minute makeover for about five years. <laughs> so you couldn't get on the di- I was like, how am I meant to get out of this place? It's like I'm stranded on the island. I just mm. couldn't get anywhere. So I realized that, you know what, it's just not for me. And then when I was thinking about moving... I found an apartment on Hatton Garden, which oh, I lived up yeah. for so long, mm. and I loved it. Mm. And that was like, like my first move back after a year. And I realised, look, while I'm in London, I want to be in London, and this is the life I'm living right now. And yeah. I know a lot of people, have, especially during lockdown, have been like, oh, I bet it must be really hard living in the centre with no space and no gardens. I was like, uh, I've got beautiful private gardens. Naming. We have the best parks ever yes. in London. You cannot beat mm-hmm. it. So compared to the garden you have in the back of yours, like, I'm glad you have that. Yeah. But that's not, I don't care for that. I care for being around. I mean, even though a few people around, it was still amazing to see London in that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's still... I feel like it's still got the same buzz now as well. You can still safely do things outside with a lot of people around. And it and it's it's a different take on it, something that we've not ever experienced. So I think it's just having having it evolve over time for me, not only because of the pandemic, mm. but because of what I could maybe um, choose to do. So I didn't really go to the theatre a lot in the beginning because I thought, oh, it's too expensive. I can't spend money on that. And then you start to enjoy things like that. Yeah. Then it's maybe park life, which has been my summer this year. Revelation, which, yeah, exactly. We've been lucky. And then just using it as a space to, you know, get to other places. Like I go down to the coast, you know, every so often. I saw my friends in Portsmouth recently. It's mm. you can get places very easily. Yeah, where we are. But it makes actually that reminds me, yeah, the arts is so important to me. Say. Like, you know, the fact that we've got an you know, we'll hopefully post pandemic as well, that the theatre scene will you know will revive. But having a theatre scene, having so much variety, so you know. The cin- even cinema as well, like you know, like the wide, the kind of releases that we get here. Just having a flashback to <laughs> when we used to go to our cinema club. Remember? Oh when? yeah, what was that? We saw uh, Three 
billboards from Missouri. Do you remember? <gasps> oh, that was brilliant, that film. God's Own Country. Uh, God's Own Country, of course. Yeah, we were discussing that earlier. Again, on our OnlyFans page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to sign up for, for the pay, past the paywall if you want to hear about that. Um, yeah, no, but our arts is like unrivaled. So, yeah, yeah what, what you were just saying so there. And good. also, like, the parks are our beaches. It, I remember you saying that and that stuck in my mind. It really is the way that we enjoy outdoor life here. Yeah. I mean, that is like, you know, especially in Central as well. I mean, like, we've got gorgeous Regent's Park where we, when this podcast was conceived. Oh, um, and that then, is like, my favourite park. I mean, how well manicured is that? <laughs> <laughs> Your rose garden was immaculate. <laughs> that bush is looking in tip-top condition. And no immac to be found there. Is... <laughs> I love it. When you were first meeting me then... <laughs> Bushman needed search and rescue because poor guy, bless him. Three hours in, I was like, "Girl, are you okay?" <laughs> He's like, "Where is he?" He's like, "I'm gonna call the police." And I was just like, "I'm trying to find your bush and I can't find oh. it. Where is your G spot?" And then I was like, oh, "There it is. You found it. You found it." Oh god! But that, I mean, it's just gorgeous. Like to sit in that, you know, like Regent's Park, Hyde, Hyde Park, uh, St James Park, Victoria so, Park. Victoria. We've got more. Yeah, my friend was saying yesterday that this it's the greenest city in the world. Apparently, yeah, yeah. we've got all these amazing. And so when people are like, "Oh, you don't have open spaces and stuff," you can go into Hyde Park or Regent's Park and get lost there, and it's you don't even feel like you're in Hampstead uh, Heath for God's sake oh my oh, God. God you know that's a part I don't often go to and yeah. I need to spend more time there especially because obviously there's so many gays there and we've got like <laughs> the pond and stuff I, I definitely want to spend more time in that area well we know why now you can see your motivation coming very clearly <laughs> Oh, oh God! But yeah, no, I think the other thing that I really, really love, obviously, mm. which we've, we've and I'm not focused on, is the people that it attracts as well. Yes, because it's so diverse. I never ever felt as though because I remember growing up in Wolverhampton, especially being like young and gay. It was mm. like it was almost, especially at that time, it felt like it was starting to become accepted. And still, I used to get called gay in public and stuff by people I didn't even know. And I just thought. I was used to that growing up. Mm. When I moved to London, I think it happened once. I was actually in Hyde Park. Someone was just like gay boy or something. Oh, sorry, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I've got something to tell you. It's my turn for the dramatic revelation. It was quite early on. I think it was probably a year or two in. And Mm. I was just like, I think it was at uni at the time. And I'm thinking, wow, that hasn't happened in so long that someone's done that. And I thought, shit, this is weird that it doesn't happen. And I think that was the last time it happened because something must have changed generationally and in terms of time. But... I don't need to worry about who being who I am yes. in this city. And I realised it more when you'd go abroad and you'd have to think carefully about, you know, being yourself mm. and, and are you safe? Um, we can have opinions and not be afraid to, sh- to show them uh, in terms of how we're... Dr- I mean, women, I'm sure, as well, how they dress. They're not, you know, not feeling yeah. need to be too conservative. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a place that we are very lucky to be living in yeah. and it makes you a little bit maybe complacent at times when you travel. You, you notice a difference. So that's why I think having time away makes you appreciate those things. It does, absolutely. And, like, you know, also you're making me think as well because... Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this toxic Karen that I used to work with. Um, oh, she was like, um, oh, I can't imagine growing up and you know, being born in London and growing up here. And I was like, kind of, it's, it's a subject I'm so passionate about. I was just like, well, first of all, you chose to come here. You left your backwater 
village or wherever you came from to come to the city. And now, you know, she was like, oh, I'm only going to be here two years and then we're gonna, me and my uh, fiancé are going to move out, blah, blah. And now I just found out they bought a house and I was just like, well, clearly, clearly if this city is so awful, you actually chose to buy a really expensive house here. Like, what, what is your problem? Exactly. But also, like, growing up here was just so wonderful because, um, you know, like, the primary school that I went to was, like, United Nations. <laughs> we had people from all across the world because um, Bayswater, there was a lot of diplomats living there. I can imagine. And the school um, was just very kind of, it was just so, di- it was wonderful. Like we had somewhere, you know, our cultural days were the best because uh, we had like, one of the biggest playgrounds in London as well. And like on culture day. It's called like, Regent's Park, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Regent's Park was our playground. And actually it's Hyde Park. My, Bayswater, my school was literally um, two minutes from Hyde Park. That is incredible. It was so great. It was, and you know, on culture day, I remember like, you know, there'd be like an uh, Indian stand and then like, you know, we had like the Bangladeshi and Pakistanis with us and all our food always used to get finished first oh. and then there'd be like uh, by yourselves by yourselves exactly has <laughs> <laughs> everyone had a samosa okay we'll give it to the non to the non-Asians now um, and there was like also a southeastern stand as well and then there'd be like people from Russia from Ukraine uh, from Somalia Ethiopia mm. from South America all across the world like we even had like an American stand as well like you know and, the, like, and no one would touch the actual food but everyone would eat the, the dessert so like everyone would come to <laughs> the, the other stands first have all the which is like a general rule that we do anyway like mm. you know because Indian desserts are crap and yes I said what they're I said they're too sweet I just can't deal with it honestly it's just sugar you might as well have a sugar cube exactly I just, give me a cupcake instead I'll, I'd prefer a cupcake or I prefer a Sarah Gatto or you know yeah. a tartar citron or something like Salt that caramel. Salt caramel Salt caramel exactly but like do you know like uh, a ladoo for a dessert no mm, I don't think so although I do love a glob jamun for Diwali only <laughs> <laughs> Is that coming up? Yeah, Diwali's in November, I think. Okay. So yeah, that'd be yeah. I mean, that's the only time I really eat Indian mm. sweets. And then like, my mum sometimes makes Indian sweets at home as well. Oh, and wow. what's great about this is that she like knows uh, how prissy I am, so she will only make <laughs> put little sugar in. Um, because um, I, yeah, I can't. The other thing as well, because mm. I used to be a real sugar fiend, where like mm. I'd have like you know two cups in my coffee. Uh, sorry, two spoons. Two cups of sugar. Two, that's two right. Cups, two and cups of sugar. Yeah, exactly. You can see why I had a forty-inch waist. Um, <laughs> so two teaspoons of sugar in my coffee, and then I'd have like two biscuits with that, and I'd have jam on toast, and I'd have all the sugar. And I remember when I mm. cut sugar out and like eventually cut it down. I mean, like mm. you saw today, I drink my coffee just black. That's all I have, no even milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm having no sugar and like it, it like even now I can't eat a full donut I can eat a quarter donut <laughs> I'm thinking about my donut t-shirt so. <laughs> I don't know let's not go back to the t-shirt let's, let's move uh, but yeah no I, I totally uh, hear what you're saying <laughs> no I, yeah so I think the people made me feel like it was um it, it, you can just be yourself and you can learn from others like that point you made about the diversity and yes you were saying at university you were around so many international people like the people from Pakistan Bangladesh mm. you know the this US, was in university this was primary school what? that's the thing primary I'm so school, impressed yeah. but I didn't get to have that experience until I went until to university, university really yeah. because in my school, there was diversity, but it may be in terms of races, yeah. um, but not from like, it, they were probably born here yeah. in the yeah. UK, which was still nice to have that, mm. that sense, level of diversity. But coming here and feeling like you're around really international people and yeah. learning about their cultures, wanting to one day travel to their countries and having that insight and then actually having friends from those countries as well. That That's what I felt really excited and lucky to yes. have. Right. And then it just attracted all these people that were like, obviously striving to have like you know really big dreams and that kind of motivated you and it made you think oh I can do xyz as well it's like you know you just felt like you were on a track that was going somewhere positive yeah and it felt like when I would go home Mm. that 
I, I knew and realized that I was changing as well because yeah. I had been influenced by all these really good, you know, positive mm. people that had like real big dreams and ambitions. And then I started to realize, actually, if I'd stayed at home in a small town, maybe I wouldn't be the person I am now. Exactly. And, and you see that definitely. I mean, when I go home in the beginning, it used to be like a case of, oh, I bet, I bet you love London. It's so busy. And I'm like, busy? Is that, that's what you see the city as. It's the, you don't think about the culture you know, all the amazing places to eat, all the opportunities that you have. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like you have to really live here to experience that. And that's something that, yeah, I think that's what's kind of kept me here. But mm. in terms of thinking about living anywhere else in the UK or the world, mm. where do you think you would want to be, Rishan? Where would I be? Um, well, actually, I just want to quickly um, uh, pick up on something you Go just said. It. Like, you know, in terms of, like, you're saying people call it busy. Mm. Like like you said, the culture and the opportunity we have here. I mean, sometimes, sometimes the most mm. fun you can have is, like, I remember sit, going to theatre on my own or going to cinema on my I own, and the person next to you strikes up a conversation. Mm. And, like, you never see that person again. You never mm. talk to them. You don't know, even know their name, but it's just, like, yeah. so lovely. that Sometimes those mm. are the most wonderful moments and they're so unexpected yeah. I remember once there was um, a man who I was on the train and I was going home and he kind of he was he was a bit drunk and then he just looked up at the kind of advert on the train like they had low, in, yeah. on the Bakerloo yeah. line and he kind of <laughs> just kind of reached out and yanked the cardboard thing out rolled it up and put it in a suitcase <laughs> and I was kind of like that's an act of vandalism and then like um, by the time we both got off at the same spot, uh, stop I recognised him because I'd seen him in the mornings so I said to him why did you just do that and he goes oh there's a spelling mistake in it so I'm going <laughs> to send it to them and, and I was like what's the oh, and, and like, he's like yeah look he said like they spelled this wrong and the grammatic they put an apostrophe in the wrong place and I was like good for you oh, I love that and that, that just made my night I was just like that is so brilliant like where else in the world but it was so polite and every, the way it all happened like you know anywhere else someone would have like scribbled on it or something so I really really but thinking of other places the only other place that I can really conceive of living <laughs> how dare you yeah no, do you know what? it's funny when I went to New York in 2006 for the first time um, I didn't like it oh, really? and I remember the first three days I hated it I was with my younger brother and we would literally leave our hotel in the morning go out all day and then come back and then just be exhausted and it was just kind of relentless we were on this kind of like tourist trap and then I, I don't know what happened. I think it was like on Thursday or something. Um, we uh, So we went from like Monday to Friday. Mm. And then on Thursday, I woke up and then, I don't know, it just sort of all aligned for me. Suddenly it was like really, I don't know, I just felt a sense of homecoming. And then like mm. every time I've been to, I, I go every year, so obviously mm. I haven't been uh, this year during the pandemic. I go every year and I just feel like whenever I land JFK, I'm like, I'm home. I don't know what, it's such a strange feeling. The only places I feel that are JFK and Heathrow where I'm like, where I land and I'm like, Ah, oh, I'm home. But other, um, the only other place I, I could, like, a lot of people don't like LA, but I think I could live in LA because yeah. I like the idea that you can be, you kind of, you know, first of all, you have to like mm -hmm. kind of know the, the city doesn't reveal itself to you. You've really got to do yeah. the work and try and find it. And it's not an easy. It's like London. It's not. An, it's, it's even harder to navigate, I'd say, because there's no kind of central point. Mm -hmm. But once you learn about the city and you kind of get to know it, mm -hmm. it's really uh, quite, it opens itself up to you in wonderful mm -hmm. ways. And I think I could live there. But I think, honestly, I think London is... Uh, I, I will always have to spend a part of the year in London. Yeah. Always. No, like, and it's funny you say that in terms of you have to discover, like, LA when you mentioned it. Because that's what I've heard a lot about LA, that it's so huge that and everything's so spread out mm. that you have to find a way to get to places and 
spend a lot of time in traffic, I, I, unfortunately. And, and London has that because it's difficult to get diff- to different places easily as, or as quickly as you'd like because it is big and yeah. it's like spread out. And everyone is always in a different place. And that's, I think that's the other reason why when we go on, we joke around about zone on house stuff. Mm. But the thing is, I don't, because I haven't grown up here, I never had any sort of connection to any particular area mm-hmm. other than when I, where I first moved, where I was effectively conceived <laughs> in Bloomsbury. <laughs> but it was almost as though, look, I have friends that live west. I have friends that live north mm. and south. And so, what? You have friends in the south? What? I know. I don't. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't say very often. <laughs> no, so I, I do too. So, <laughs> who, who am I talking about? Like, you know. And then I realised that actually, I spend time, especially you know, being single and mm. not living with anyone else. I need to be able to get to places quite easily, and I yes. don't want to be stuck in a neighbourhood. And maybe one day my life would change where I want to have a base somewhere mm-hmm. and have a bit more space with someone. Yeah. But where I where where I am in my life right now, I like being able to walk to the gym, walk to work, um, you know, walk down and just explore maybe a part of town that I've not been to in a little while. And it's it's that kind of like pedestrian living which yeah. I really love. And you know, that's the kind of city that I could probably see myself living in. And that's when I think about city. I I, I also think places like New York, which is probably quite similar to London in yes. a lot of ways. Very. Um, and then I used to think, oh, maybe West Coast of the States, that would be good because it's completely different. But I think it is hard when you've been spoiled in a way with all that London has to offer to feel like you want to pick something else because everything will almost feel like it's second best to it. Yeah, because you do get FOMO, don't you? Because like, like, even like, I was just thinking when you were saying that, like Barcelona, I remember I've been to Barcelona a couple of times and I did mm. think... Actually, do you know what? I could live in Barcelona because I do like it here. Yeah, like there's a really nice vibe to it. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. But then I was always thinking in my mind, yeah, but what I could do is I could like live in London for two days and <laughs> go to Barcelona. <laughs> but you, you're so right. And I think, do you know, it's such an important point. I know people like say, oh, um, yeah, it's like you said, the zone one hose, like, you know, the shade people throw us. We're trying being... to turn into something yeah. positive. Well, yeah. do you know, if people aren't shading us for being hoes. They're shading us for zone one. Yeah, exactly. We've got five and a half. Exactly. <laughs> Just like, you know, go, you go, you hoe. But like, you know, Zone one, how ah, oh, you're disgusting. Like you know, but I think you're right. It's the convenience of it, and it's like you know, it's so nice. Like for example, like you know, you live in Central, and I'm just on the cusp of Central. You are, then, you are, yeah. yeah so, and like, I love the fact that like I can get here really quickly, and like, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're so right with that. Like, it's, just, it's, it's how do you want to spend your? I tell myself, how do I want to spend my time, and where do I want to spend my time? Yeah, so yeah, I have a small place, but mm. it's fine because I get to the place I need to, and it's just me anyway at this point in time. And I think it's just. Not making any, and I definitely do not begrudge people from wanting to live where they want because guess what? I think you have to kind of build a life that you want to live, and yes. I that's the thing that it sometimes is frustrating when I feel like when people are fed up of London or they're frustrated by something, they associate being there with something negative, and I'm like, well, your your issue is not being in centre, it's just you're not happy with your circumstances, so fix that, and that's why I've seen other friends move away or do something else, and I think. Right now, for me, it's like something that I'm really... I feel like this is going to be my long-term home, but it's just... Mm-hmm. It would be good to try and experience something. It's annoying that we've got this pandemic, but <laughs> it, it is... Do you know what I'm going to interrupt you here? Because I just got a message saying that you are now a proper Londoner, because that is such a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you are a true blue Londoner. That is exactly it. It's not the place. It's the person. Like, you know, yeah. at this point in time, if London works for you, yeah. then yes, it's the best place mm-hmm. to be. But obviously, if like, you know, you're looking for like a big garden and you want a big, fa- you know, you've got a family, like obviously yeah. you can't do... 
But yeah, you're right. If a person doesn't get tired of London, it's their own circumstances and how they feel about it. But then they do, it does get tired with the same brush because it's always like, well, London's the problem. And it's like, well, no, London's not the problem. It's where you are in your life. Where you are in your life. It's just like London may not serve you in the way that you want to. But that's the other beautiful thing about London is that you can have a quieter existence here if you want. So, for example, you can go out to the... You can go to Zone 3. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. You can go to Zone 3 or you can go to Zone 4. Oh, or Zone 5. Okay, this say, is Zone 9. I might bleeds when I lose that <laughs> altitude. This is Zone 9. Like, oh, <laughs> but, like, you, do you know what I mean? You can move out to the suburbs and then still commute into London and have the best of both worlds where you have your big, massive garden and your five bedrooms and what have you, but then you can still come in for the theatre for the you know for the galleries for meeting yeah. friends for the food i mean look at the food the range of do you know it's so funny one of the things like some when i go somewhere i remember uh, like when i went to melbourne everyone was uh, in australia everyone was like oh yeah uh, the brunches there are amazing and they were they were the best brunches like the coffee i've had in australia i've not had anywhere else it's the best coffee in the world mm. Um, but when I when it came to kind of like eating out, I was really disappointed with the range. Like oh, really? you know, I was just kind of like, oh, this is what there is. Like I, as, as a result, I just went to the same. I, I started like sticking to the same you know, safe bets, safe yeah. bets, because I was just like, Do you know what, this is going to work. Because yeah. there, but, whereas when I go to New York, it's amazing. Like you know, you can go and try like yeah. uh, you kind of Thai, Ethiopian, Indian, yeah. Ethiopian, yeah, like Ukrainian. There's so many different varieties. And it's all done so well. And it's also done, even like the Mexican, well, they call it the Mexican food, but it's not Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> like, but do you know what I mean? That, that American sensibility is added into mm. it. But it's such an experience. And like, we have that here. No, I agree. And you just reminded me, food is such another amazing reason why I love this city. And I think, again, when you were young, when I was younger at university, it was like, you. We, I lived in Cated Halls the first year. And oh yeah. my goodness, it was like basic pitch. Like, it was like <laughs> being in, I don't know, a prison half the time. <laughs> But then, and you couldn't really easily appreciate all the nice places because, firstly, it's kind of expensive, yeah. and then it's hard to kind of figure out where to go. And I'm the type of person that really, I don't know, I probably end up picking always the wrong things, <laughs> and then thinking, oh, I've written this place off. But having time to just explore things and maybe t- change it up in terms of what you typically would have, and and that's made me now when I travel like places of Vietnam. When I come here, I, I'm searching out what are the cool Vietnamese places, where are they based, and having you know being lucky enough to be in london where you can find really kind of rare cuisines as mm. well and enjoy them in a good way back at home mm. i feel it makes us really lucky to be able to do that so lucky i mean like you you just made me think of how like um, there's certain places i used to go to for lunch and when i first went there it was just like kind of like a small shop front mm. and you know the i got first name basis with the, mm. the servers and they would remember my order and like they'd have it ready for me so and nice. all that kind of stuff. and it was like only like five pounds fifty which is quite for what i used to get such a good deal and they give me metro chicken do you know what i mean <laughs> but then i remember like you know it's, it's so amazing when you find a small mm. place like that and then you watch it grow and then like slowly like i mean like after by two years later there's queues mm. out the door so I'm talking good. about Bamley Bay here in Fitzrovia. <gasps> there's one here as well. Yeah, I, I, love that, I love that one. Oh my God, Bamley Bay. Oh. When it first opened in Fitzrovia, I remember there's only a couple of people going there. The and these baguettes are the best. Oh my God, everything is... The, their chicken rice box is what I used to get for lunch. And, you know, I used to... I remember people would look at my salad and they'd be like, what are you having? And I'd be like, this chicken rice box. And they were like, how much was it? It was like 5 And yeah. they were like, what? And like, um, and then I remember like, it's my own fault for blabbing about it. Because then next thing you know, like, uh, but now the queues are out the door. They've even it's got outside so seating. Good. It's the best. I, yeah, I, there's, there's one just down the road here and I go to it all the time and they do, and when it wasn't on, eat, hashtag eat me out. Yeah. It was, <laughs> 
I got my baguette. I don't think, and I had a drink for like six quid. I was like, this is the best deal ever. But it, it that's that's the thing that you know we have access to these places that if I was living in another city, I, we wouldn't have that opportunity. And I think. The thing is, it's hard as well for those places to be a success because it's so expensive to host a restaurant that yes. has that kind of kind of unique factor that's a little bit more local. I mean, there is a small chain, obviously, yeah. but you know that's the other thing that can be frustrating is like Pret after Pret after Pizza or Express. Leon and like yeah, exactly. And, and because it's an expensive city, they can't always afford to have you know open up shop. But I've noticed over the years that I've been here, maybe it's because I'm just spending more time and effort to search out these restaurants. There are little boutique little places that you can find that are a bit more, like, unique. Yeah, and, and local as well. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, that's down the road to you. Like, you, there might be places here that no one else knows, really, no. unless you live in the area. But by, you know, going to that place, but you're keeping it alive. Mm. And, like, you know, even, like, the local kebab place or something, like, you know, the kebabs are the best. Or there's, like, an Iranian yeah. place near us that do amazing, like, kebabs and stuff. And, like, you know, I'm just like, that... Yeah, but if you told somebody to come from outside, they'd be like, what's special about it? You're like, no, it's because it's local yeah. and like, you know. No, I, I agree. And I, it was just a reminder, really, we need to go to this place that it just went to down, it's a Korean place down the road. It just saw it open up. And I thought even in lockdown, there are places opening up in London. And I think, how lucky are we that we have access to that stuff? And you can just explore a road and be like, oh, now there's something new. That's And, and that is it's always changing and growing. And, and that can make it hard because you're always feeling like you're keeping up. Mm. But um, for now, it, it works. It works really it well. It works really well, yeah. Brilliant. So then we'll be back after this. Yay. And welcome back. So, Bush, and what we're going to do is the London quiz. <gasps> so it's going to be very in the, in, the, in the frame of, like, quick fire. Yeah. Uh, so I will start with your home is... So my home is Little Venice, Maidavale, London. <gasps> Fabulous. Uh, what do you prefer in terms of modes of transport, bus, taxi or tube? Well, I have to be honest, um, I'm a bit verse. Oh, so, wow. um, what a shock. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, uh, t- uh, sometimes I'll take a bus. Um, actually, post-pandemic, I, well, actually, we're not even, sorry, <laughs> during the pandemic, pandemic, um, I've been taking more buses than I have tubes, but um, normally I'm a tube person. Yes. I mean, we all love a good tube. <laughs> <laughs> what makes someone a Londoner? I think it's just uh, being open to all possibilities and just being a, a, a you know a really unique person and just being a, a lovely person, just being a really nice person. What was the last play you saw? So the last play I saw was um, last year in the Bread and Roses Theatre and it was a fringe play called Four Games. And um, I mean, I love fringe theatre, one of the best things about London. And yeah, that, I think that was the last play I saw. Amazing. What is the best place for a date, a first date? For a first date, um, it would depend. If it's like a lunchtime, I would say like a park, because, you know, we love yeah. our parks. Um, and if it's the evening, I would say probably a night at the theatre or... Like, I would like, I would like the Royal Court Theatre Bar is amazing. I really love that. Um, or just Soho. I love Soho. What is your favourite... Oh, actually, sorry, before we get to that. What shops do you rely on? How long have you got? Oh, God. Zara! <laughs> you asked for it. You wanted to know. Um, yeah, no, Zara is uh, one of the... But uh, I don't know. There's, there's so many, like, you know, from my dry cleaners to, like, you know, my tailor to... Uh, so, do you know what? We haven't got enough time. We haven't got enough time for this. <laughs> we ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> what is your favourite pub? Uh, the Greyhound, Kensington. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Your biggest extravagance? Is yet to come. 
Where would you like to be buried slash cremated? Well, I'd be cremated because, you know, I'm all about, I'm on my hundredth light now, oh, so wow. I'm brave for Nirvana. Um, I don't know, you could, like, scatter me probably in Zara. <laughs> <laughs> Zara, so who's I was going to say, the Zara one next to the Harry Christian. <laughs> That's exactly where we're going to You know what my, my last wishes are. Yes. You're going to be in those little public urinals. <laughs> In no time, I don't know, hoover me out, brush me out. <laughs> Straight away, yeah. Blocking those drains. <laughs> What's the best meal you've had in London? Um, I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant because I don't want everyone to go there and like, it's already, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you off there, tell me off there. But it's, um, it's a Thai restaurant and it's uh, chicken fried rice uh, with chilli sauce. It's, and it's, it's the fried rice rather than the chilli rice because then you can control how hot it is. <gasps> but if you know me, you know where I'm talking about you've probably been there with me. Oh, I think she, you've been there with me, I think. I think I, I yeah, remember yeah. it now. Mm. Uh, where do you work out? Um, I go to the wonderful Frame Fitzrovia. So it's like a boutique gym and they do amazing classes. All the teachers are like world standard and there's always like a celebrity or two in the class and it's just the best workout in London. And you are always the celebrity in the class. Well, duh. That was inferred, but yeah. <laughs> what do you collect? Uh, Vogue magazines. Oh. I collect international editions. Nice. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you were mayor in London for the day? Um, I would definitely make climate change a priority, mm-hmm. like, you know, dealing with climate change. I'd also make sure, like, um, you know, just basically making sure that the vulnerable and the poor people of our city are supported. Those are too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's anyone who's not in one... <laughs> Access to zone one. This is such a Miss World, like, you know, I always want to help the vulnerable and poor who can't access zone one. Oh, and I want to make zone one available to everybody. Oh, God. <laughs> I do want to say, actually, that the thing about zone one host, uh, mm. I don't want hashtag it to seem, zone hashtag zone, I don't want it to seem like it's an elitist thing. But the thing but it is, is, it is an elitist. No, but it's, because no, I, I, I rent to, it's, uh, yeah, I, I did rent, I chose to rent a really small room in a flat for years and years and years and years and years. So I had to compromise not having my own space mm. and sharing with people well into my 30s. So it's not as though this is a case of, oh, it's okay for you. You can live in zone one because you've grown up here. Yeah. Or, you know, I now have something here. But mm. it's definitely, I wanted to make that happen. Yeah. So that was what the focus was for me. And it's, you have to compromise. No, absolutely. We make it sound like it's really glamorous. It's, trust me, it was a lot of compromise. Well, we're just, we're just kind of like, you know, sharing the highlights of it. But yeah, like we said, there are lowlights as well. And there are difficulties of, and challenges associated with being zone one hose as well. So it's it's give and take. Yeah, and we're like trying it. to be positive, and we're being we're having fun. We're having fun. And everyone wants to be us anyway. Anyway, because <laughs> <laughs> I could just see all those people like, oh, I'll give it you. Yeah. So okay, if you could buy any building in London and mm. live in it, what would it be? Uh, either Buckingham Palace or Kensington Gardens. Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like you know, I'd have all my friends around, and then like, I wouldn't have to speak to anybody because like, I wouldn't be able to find you in there. <laughs> but also, can you imagine there's like Zone One, like real ho, like extra, like that's like clock, that's like you know, you, you clock the game. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> like, there's nowhere else there to go from there. And who is your iconic Londoner? Myself, of course. Duh. <laughs> Ain't nobody else who does oh. London like me. Is there anyone else who's more London than me? No, I mean, you are the epitome, epitome of London for me. So we don't even, you didn't even ask me that question. You, I've already answered There you go, yeah. thank you. Amazing. Um, so I think, are we switching? Yes, I think it's my turn to yeah, ask just, you. Yeah. Right, so, uh, so let's do this mastermind style again. Okay, then. So, uh, uh, your name. Oh, okay, if it's mastermind style, okay, <laughs> then that's fine, I'm in the zone. Your name? Sunny Grawl. 
Occupation, zone one ho. Zone... <laughs> Just ho. Just ho. <laughs> C-E ho. C-E <laughs> So, occupation CEO, uh, and your subject is London Quiz. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Home is? Uh, I always say <laughs> this. Near Barbican. Barbican. Uh, bus, taxi, or tube? Actually, none of the above. I prefer walking. Street walker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what makes someone a Londoner? Um, someone that is open to learn from those people around them. Yes, very good. Uh, what was the last play you saw? I'm not really into plays. I do love musicals. And I think the last one I saw was Jamie. Oh, yeah. Everyone's talking about Jamie. Wasn't it Anne Juliet? I haven't seen that. Oh, no, that's what we were going to Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to go see that. Yeah, I need to go. All right, we're even with the t-shirt now. Best place for a first date. Uh, I used to go to this place um, in Soho, which is closed down now. But one place that I want to really go, other than parks, like you mentioned, mm. is, um, which I tend to go for drinks occasionally, is, but I've not been on a date yet, is the the roof garden in the walkie-talkie. Oh. Because it's such a cool vibe, and it's like a nice view, and yeah. Yeah, that's a great Something idea. different, unique. Yeah. Uh, what shops do you rely on? I rely, to be fair, because again, being as on one hope, it's like <laughs> there's different vibes. So, Carnaby Street, I love for like getting all like trainers and stuff, mm. um, Oxford Street for like the core stuff. And then, more recently, because I've been very into home interior designing, mm. Tottenham Court Road has been my savior. So, mm. going, I think my favorite is West Elm, to be honest. Uh-huh. I love. God, you thought I was bougie, honestly. I love <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> West Elm, yeah. What else do I love? And heels, faux concept, <laughs> lumbar. <laughs> I can I can see everyone rolling their eyes. I'm just like, do you know, I come in here my Louis Vuitton, my Gucci, and then this one comes over the heels. And, oh my! Right, let's move on. Let's move Maybe on. My uh, what's your favourite pub? Pub. I don't really do pubs, but um, my favourite. Let's just you know what. Let's go really off brand. Compton's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, what's your biggest extravagance? Um, in London, my biggest extravagance would probably be spa stuff. No. Oh, my God. Like the Corinthia, maybe. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. It's like the best bar in London. Do you know what? We need to run a poll because we need to find out who's the most bougie of both of us. It's definitely British. Uh, no, I'm but just trying to keep up. No, but you, no, seriously. <laughs> you regularly go to the spa. I, I hardly do it. <laughs> no. What I just saw, like, you live like a stone's throw. Actually, I'll tell you that off air. But there's Is that the Russian one? I think so, possibly. Where they throw, like, they whack Oh, they beat leaves. No, 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 no. It's a different one. I'll, I'll tell you about it. Oh, really, really uh, really. Again, and if you listen to our OnlyFans after hours <laughs> podcast, you know. Um, where would you like to be very cremated? Hmm. I ain't going to be around, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> would you be buried or cremated? Um... I've never really thought about it. That's a really good idea. Uh, good point. Uh, cremated, probably. Cremated, yeah. yeah. And then my ashes can be... Certainly. And I was scattered. Pompons. Or West Elm. <laughs> Just pour it into it like a vase there or something. It'll be in an ad. The best meal you've ever had? Uh, oh, in London. so hard. Um... But a place that maybe we'll even go to lunch today, there's a place that does, I think it's Soul 90, 
Um, just a Korean fried chicken that I I mean I'm obsessed with it at the moment I can't stop eating it oh it's so good it's so good but you need it after that yeah. oh my no, gosh uh, where do you work out I work out at Virgin Active mm. yeah oh. me. and if you, <laughs> if you know you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean, like, you know, all of this and more is covered in our OnlyFans. Only <laughs> 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 like, podcast. It used to be more two seconds away from, you need to give it up. <laughs> no, OnlyFans yeah. is our new, you, you need to give it up. Honestly, we are pushing, we are going for the hard sell today, honestly. <laughs> you know, we, we want that coin, because like, if you're shopping at Heels and Bow oh. Concept and Louis Vuitton, then oh, you yeah, need... The whole concept. <laughs> yeah, concept, exactly. <laughs> uh, what would you do if you, you were mayor for the day? You know, it's really similar to what you said in terms of being really conscious for the environment because um, I'd love it if they could pedestrianise London because especially during lockdown, Mm -hmm. having this new alfresco dining, Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. I know it's way too cold. So if they're bringing those heaters that are really bad for the environment, (laughs) I'm all up for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So if you could buy any building in London and live in it, which would it be? I've got to be careful not to name any of the properties that my clients live in. (laughs) Um, To be fair, it's... Oh, it's a really... um, I don't want to say anything cliche about Buckingham Palace. A bitch? Excuse (laughs) me? (laughs) You're definitely not invited. (laughs) You can wait outside the gate with all the commoners. Honestly. (laughs) The shade. Honestly, can we talk about the shade? My shade orbiter just blew up. Because, like, it was rising with the T-shirt. And now it's just like... Basic uh, I would say there's a really cool um, new apartment block um, near Blackfriars that's really tall and phallic looking. I'd say that. Let's just go with that. Let's just go with that. I bet you it's near XXL. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> and then Iconic Londoner, uh, you said it was me, which was very kind. It definitely is. So, uh, Sunny, you, that was your uh, London quiz, and you've scored uh, <laughs> 15 out of 15. <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> Oh, God. Take it to the bridge, honestly. Oh, I love it. Okay, so so it's no surprise that so many people want to live in London. Yes, it's a tough and relentless city, but that is true of any world capital. For those who love it and live it, city life is fulfilling, exciting, and all-encompassing. In our opinion, there is no other city that we would rather call home. Oh. Right now. <laughs> so there's one last thing to say, Bushin, about London. Oh, and that's the podcast is mine. uh, No, no, it's mine. We hope you enjoyed listening. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. You can follow us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, at the podcast is mine, Twitter, at podcast is mine, or email us, the podcast is mine at gmail.com. Oh, and one more thing, the podcast is mine.